0: You're listening to the fifth Changemakers podcast, brought to you by the Thomson Reuters legal team in Australia and emerging markets. Changemakers is a global Thomson Reuters initiative that brings together industry leaders committed to improving diversity in the legal profession. And we want your commitment too. My name is Catherine Roberts, and I'm a global strategic client director with Thomson Reuters Legal. In this episode, we're exploring how an online community is supporting Australian women lawyers professionally and personally. Today we'll be talking to Anthea McIntyre of McIntyre Legal. Anthea's expertise includes estate planning, providing advice in relation to contested estates, estate litigation, probate and estate administration. Anthea has been practising as a solicitor for over 17 years and sits on the Law Society of New South Wales's Elder Law, Capacity and Succession Committee. Prior to establishing her firm, Anthea was a senior associate at a top-tier law firm and a senior advisor and general counsel at a governance organisation. Anthea is also the founder of Lawyer Mums Australia, a hugely successful community for women lawyers to network, share and support each other. Welcome to the podcast, Anthea. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. And also joining the program today is Terrilee Chillog, head of in-house at Practical Law Australia. You'll remember Terrilee from episode two, where she shared her perspective as an in-house lawyer on gender equality in the profession. Tirely is an accomplished technology lawyer and also an active member of Lawyer Mums. Tirely, thanks for joining us today and this time as a supporter and beneficiary of Anthea's popular Facebook forum. Thanks very much, Catherine. I love the forum, so it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Great, thanks. So let's start with you, Anthea. Your career journey has been varied and, and really very impressive. What would be some of your highlights that led to where you are right now? If you're talking about
1: Lawyer Mums, I think becoming a mother that would be the main highlight of creating the forum and that was a journey that was wonderful and fulfilling and that's what led me to realise there really was a gap in the, in the market for supporting women in that there was no online community which women could reach out to to ask questions. So I, that's when I created
0: Lawyer Mums Australia. And in terms of your
1: professional journey, what, what are some of the highlights? Certainly for me was well, right back at the beginning, scoring a summer clerkship with a top tier firm straight out of uni. Yes. Um, that was a career Impressive. highlight. <laughs> and then after having children, I established my own law firm and that was wonderful. I mean, there is nothing like having clients come up to you and congratulating you on delivering a great piece of work for hugging you, kissing you, sending you flowers, writing beautiful things about you on your Facebook page and your website and genuinely helping people in a real way. And that's what I love now about doing private
0: client work. Wonderful. So in between you being at that top-tier firm and becoming a mum, you were working at a governance organisation and you established Australia's first ASX 200 chair mentoring program. What was that like, that process?
1: The program involved engaging with the chairmen and chairwomen, or should I should just say chairs, of Australia's ASX 200 and speaking to them about how we could set up a support networking program to try and see if we could see some progression in the careers of senior executive women onto Australian boards. We had this situation where women were in these high power positions in these large multinational companies and they just weren't making it onto the boards. I think at the time when we set up the mentoring program, the number of women on ASX 200 boards, the percentage was about 4.6%. Wow certainly did not represent corporate Australia. It wasn't a matter of setting quotas and demanding that, that chair chairs and boards appoint women. It was a matter of introducing the board directors to these incredibly talented women. And so adding them to the mix and the pool of candidates. So when they are considering a board appointment, here are some incredible talent within your own organisation at a senior executive level who might be now ready for this challenge of a board appointment and how about you consider them as well. So it was a process of you know it was only a matter of speaking to a few of Australia's leading chairs to get them to sign up to the program and really once we had the five top chairs the rest wanted to be part of it and the rest did follow and um, it was a huge success and that success of the program was really largely for John Colvin who steered that and I worked very closely with for the two, two years that we um, ran the program together. That's wonderful
0: and I imagine that that experience lit a fire in you when it came to empowering women and, and really helping professional women and so your Facebook group really does seem to do that. I looked at it today and you've got 2,500 users which is really impressive. Why do you think it's been so popular?
1: I think because it's it's genuine, it's real, it's supportive. The issues we discuss on the forum are raw. people open up. people feel safe. There's nothing fake about the group. Mm. I approve all posts so there's only I mean I, I actually rarely do I decline a post um, but it's I think people just feel safe talking amongst like-minded people, their peers. We allow anonymous posts, so someone can come write to me and say, "Anthea, can you please ask this anonymously on my behalf? I'd love to hear the thoughts and experiences of other members of this group, but I'm afraid to, to put my name to it. Can you share this post for me in a in this environment in a safe way? And, and I do, and the, then people can comment and offer words of wisdom and support, um, and then I connect people as well. So if someone is really reaching out for help, I in the background and helping people connect. And I think the other reason why it's so successful is that we have Chatham House rules. Mm. So everything that's discussed in the forum stays in the forum. And um, if I ever heard of anyone breaching those, they'd be out. So I think people feel it's a safe place and, and it's really fun too. We have a lot of fun in the group and, you know, we, we have a good laugh about, you know, some of the sexist comments that that are made throughout the day and we all have our own anecdotes that we share
0: and I think it's it just people feel at home on the page. And Tyra as such a enthusiastic member of the community. What are your thoughts on it? I
2: think for me, you know, the group, like you say, is a safe place. I like that everyone who is on the group has been vetted. I like mm. that, that they are all solicitors. And so you really know that you're in a space where you are, you know, exchanging ideas with people who understand what it is that you do on a daily basis and understand, you know, your duty to the court that other people in corporate perhaps workplaces obviously don't have. Mm. The main thing that I really love about the group is that it sort of helps you sort of bring together that conflict in identity that you have sometimes when when you're at home with a young child. Um, So the conflict between being an at-home mum and being a successful lawyer in the office. And I was wondering, Anthony, if I could take you back a step and maybe you could talk us through how you came to set up uh, the Lawyer Mums group, because I love this story.
1: I actually remember it vividly. So it was The fourteenth of July two thousand and fourteen, I had a one year old and a two year old and I had just got them both to sleep. I walked out into my lounge room, I just collapsed on the chair on the lounge and I thought, what am I gonna do with myself? Like I, I, I love being a mum, but I'm really lonely. I feel really isolated. I've worked so hard in my career and that was something that was my identity was being a lawyer and now I'm a mum and my my challenges of the day are getting two kids to sleep and getting them to eat. Doing the laundry. Doing the laundry, getting (laughs) it to dry. And I really was feeling quite isolated. So, you know, my day would involve, you know, taking the children to the park and having discussions over a coffee with another mum at the park about how many hours your baby would slept that night or, you know, whether they were crawling yet. These were not topics that excited me. And I really missed the law and the, the mental stimulation and I was yearning to get back to um, having a, a career again. But I was torn, you know, There's that, that mother guilt is real and I just couldn't bring myself to hand over my children to a daycare centre, you know, five days a week for the long hours that I used to work in, in my corporate career. I did a Google search for, you know, lawyer mums and looking for an online forum or support group that I could reach out to and ask other women what they had done with their careers and I came up empty and so in that space of that same precious two hours while your children are asleep at lunch I th- thought I'll set up a Facebook group um, so five years five and a bit years ago now and I invited three of my friends by the in three days there were 200 members by the end of the week there were 500 and as you say today there's 2,521 Wow. So, And it's a mixture of solicitors, barristers, in-house counsel, legal consultants. We have senior counsel, like Jane Needham, who was um, recently, I think, on this program. Absolutely together with junior counsel, partners of top-tier firms, partners of mid-tier firms, junior solicitors, baby solicitors, women who are on maternity leave and just want to still feel connected to the legal community. And gee, I wish I'd had access to a group like this when I was on maternity leave and feeling really isolated. That is how this group was created.
2: I really love that story because I, I think, you know, you're quite clearly not alone in feeling like that. And it's a feeling that most of us have had at some time. You, you walk out of your you know, legal career, and you w- walk into this motherhood and not really understanding what that's going to involve, and perhaps how you marry those two things back together again. Uh, for me, I feel like the group really encourages discussions about how we make those two roles that all those two hats we wear complementary. You know, I love when the group is talking about things like flexible work arrangements, you know, when they're balancing school holiday camp ideas, um, you know, looking at you know, flexible employment policy ideas that they could implement in their workplaces. What are some of the th- themes that you've seen come up uh, in terms of the posts? Oh,
1: they really vary and I
2: love reading them. I mean, there's there would be someone posting right
1: now, you know, questions that have been asked in the last couple of weeks um, that spring to mind. Are, you know, I'm going for an interview next week with a government regulator. Any tips and tricks on the interview for me, please PM me or... You know, another post earlier this week, a 23-year-old lady has just walked into my office and needs urgent help with a domestic violence matter. Please help. Who can I refer to? Other questions that regularly get asked is, uh, about, you know, what are your views on someone who continually uses foul language in the workplace and returns, from, returns to the office after a boozy lunch and makes, you know, um, inappropriate comments to me? How, how do I handle that? And many of those posts are are asked, I I post on behalf of members anonymously because they just want to feel that that they can ask the question, ask for, for comments from the members without feeling that they're identified in case there's someone there who returns to their workplace and breaches the Chatham House rules, if you like. Where can I find an urgent nanny? I've just woken up, my child's just woken, I've got a full day of court commitments and my child's got a 38 degree temperature help. My husband's overseas, I've got no family around to support me. Who do I call? And within minutes of posting, there'd be a dozen women on there with phone numbers of, you know, organisations you can call. Other questions we regularly see are, you know, where can I find a good quality maternity suit?
2: Does anyone have any that they want to sell, they're looking to offload? And these are and these are genuine problems. If you have to front up to a courtroom or you're going into, you know, week long negotiations and you need to look corporate, you you want to also look nice. You don't stop wanting to look nice just because mm. you're pregnant. Absolutely.
1: I'm going to court tomorrow in Sydney and I don't have any offices there and at the moment I'm still breastfeeding and I'm pumping. Where can I go and pump? I don't want to sit in the toilets of the Supreme Court. Where can I pump? And um, for anyone listening to this podcast, I offer my office free to any lawyer mums (laughs) who wish to come and park a pram or pump um, in privacy. They're very welcome
2: to contact me. So people in their first 14 years of practice, 67% of those lawyers are female. And then after 15 years of PQE... Only 30% are female. So that sort of suggests to me, at least, that women are departing the profession kind of right at the end of their childbearing years, if you like, mm. which I think is a travesty.
0: And what are you seeing then on the forum that shows that these women, what are the challenges the challenges they're experiencing that makes them feel they need to opt out of, of the legal profession?
1: I think it's mother guilt. Mm. I think it's not being there for the Easter hat parade. I think it's not being there to create the beautiful outfit for for book week, feeling constantly torn between a child who who needs you and their their childhood is so short and so precious. I'm torn every day. Mm. And I think women, you know, they naturally, they don't want to miss out. They want to be wonderful mothers. And lawyers, we're naturally overachievers. We want everything. We want to be the mother with the child with the best Easter hat. We also want to be running high court litigation. We want to be doing everything and you just can't have it all. And this idea of, You know, work-life balance is a really difficult, really difficult thing to do, to achieve. And I think that that's why many women do eventually leave the profession. However, I think that there's been a real shift in the last, I'd say, three years in particular... There are these new law types of law firms that are opening up. No longer is it just the traditional law firm of, you know, starting as a solicitor, making your way through as a senior associate and becoming a partner. There are now law firms where you can, at the latter stages of your career, if you like, and you you know, I, I'm over 40 so people who are um, more senior practitioners can become legal consultants at other law firms they can in fact become independent contractors and run their own law firms within larger law firms. I think a lot of members in our group are sole practitioners largely because I think a lot of women find that running their own business and setting their own work hours to be the best way of balancing being a mother
2: and um, having a fulfilling career. I think it's also why a number of lawyers consider making the move to an in-house role. Mm. So looking again at the Law Society uh, survey data, the Inside In-House Legal Teams report, they were saying that 80% of corporate lawyers reported flexible working arrangements were either very or fairly accessible in their organisation. I think that that's a real career option and alternate to the traditional perhaps law firm um, model that we used to see.
0: And literally you're an example of that aren't you where you did seek out alternative paths. Yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. So um, my move in house was you know starting to think about my family that I would like to have and what kind of role and what sort of hours I would eventually like to be doing and not to have those pressures of billable hours that you see in traditional
1: firms and and I think many women also make the move into government roles. Mm and among within our regulation bodies as well for that same reason where they don't have the pressure to work bill, to to perform at a particular level and to bill a certain amount every day but also i think many of the law firms are are doing a great job also in um, allowing people to work flexibly mm. and um, that you can work from home just as well as in the office and also supporting working parents a lot more than they used to, certainly back from when I first started as a solicitor. I think the firms are doing a great job. They're listening. They don't want to lose all their talent. They don't want to train people for a decade and then have them leave. They want them back and I think that firms are really
0: trying hard to do their best. Are you noticing a change in the way women feel feel that they can speak up now around issues in the workplace and, and in the profession. I'm just wondering over the last five years if that's been a theme at all in terms of these women feeling a bit more empowered and possibly less vulnerable in the workplace now to be able to speak up. I think the the group helps empower members because someone,
1: for example, might post on the, on the page just recently, I'd like to study and I, I'd like to do a PhD and I'm not sure how my employers are going to respond. And then the other women you know responded to that post saying are you kidding that's a wonderful thing your employers should be congratulating you on taking on this great journey it's going to benefit them for you to be doing a phd you shouldn't be afraid of telling your 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 bosses, you should be going in there and speaking positively about how much how much it's going to benefit them and the firm, and um, that you're such a talented lady, and that you'll be able to you know do a PhD as well as still work full time, and don't don't shy away from um, this great journey you're about to embark on. Similarly, women who who might have. Um, once upon a time perhaps not felt like they could discuss issues now have a safe place where they can discuss them and we can support them and they can do so anonymously through a post and then they'll see 60 comments Mm. from other women saying call me reach out you're not alone please stick with it and this is how you should respond or sometimes the advice is get out of there that's a toxic environment and give me a call i've got a job ready for you
0: so in terms of you know that it's so much work for you and it's Sounds like, you know, you've got a very busy life anyway. What do you see the forum doing in the future? How do you see it developing? What, what would you like to see from it?
1: I would like to see Lawyer Mums Australia to still remain non commercial. As I said, we approve all the posts to ensure that there's, you know, no self promotion and, you know, limit advertising. I, I would like it to remain purely about supporting each other, but in a genuine way, I would like women to just continue to prop each other up, Um, you know, at least 20 posts a day where someone will say, oh, can you recommend a family lawyer or, or a Wilson Estates lawyer or a criminal lawyer or a professional negligence lawyer? And then... Rather than those, you know, we're we're then all commenting with women who who we know who are fabulous in those areas of the law and that's what I love too, to see that we're just all supporting each other in our careers and in our journeys. I'd just love to see it continue in the way it is. I think it would be a shame to see it commercialised anyway. I think it's got to remain with the members. I'd love to have some time and I think as my own children get older, they're both now at school just this year. Goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness! <laughs> now that my, both of my children are at school, I will be able to dedicate some more time to the group because I'd love to run conferences every year. And I've been asked to run conferences in the other states as well. Can't forget that um, whilst I live in Sydney, many of our members do not. Um, they live all around Australia. In fact, we've got members in the U.S. and New Zealand as well, where um, lawyer mums have headed off overseas with their careers. So it is, in fact, lawyer mums is international. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to be able to. If we saw the group evolve in any way I think it would be just bringing us together face to face as well as having this online forum but um, in terms of the online forum itself changing I really love the way it is I just hope Facebook comes up with a a better way of me doing anonymous posts because it's very time consuming doing a copy paste and
2: removing identifying information. Catherine I love that we have podcasts like Changemakers, Thomson Reuters Changemakers podcast. One of the things that has come up in the group is a lot of sort of very open sharing around salaries, benefits, the sorts of things that lawyers are seeing in their workplaces and their law firms um, for our private practice colleagues. There's still a 36.5% pay gap between women and men in the legal industry in Australia. That is completely outrageous to me. I love that the group is a way of sharing information about what women are earning, what benefits they're seeing. Anthea, what's been your experience with this?
1: Give yes, like. um we are seeing more and more members being writing bold posts about salaries and salary bans and, and also about billable hours and how many hours are you asked to bill and you know what's your hourly rate? What's as a consultant, what hourly rate are you charging? As a um, senior associate, what, what's your salary band? People are openly discussing it. They also share on the page some of the surveys that are published by, by some of the recruitment firms or, or provide links to places where you can go to find information out about salary. I mean, these were topics when I was a baby lawyer that were just hush, hush, you did not discuss salaries. And now people openly discuss them. And certainly people are happy for other members to send them a private message or a PM, Facebook Book lingo um, to discuss openly their salaries so that they feel that they have someone to talk to about what they're receiving and that they don't feel like they're being
0: taken advantage of by their employer. And that sounds like a new tagline then for your, for your group and that's that you really are, you're addressing the gender pay gap in the legal profession. So that's quite a, a big thing that you're, you're able to do and to be able to help these women lawyers to empower them with with that knowledge
1: yes well certainly we can share what other women lawyers are earning um but to the extent that maybe we should get some men in the group and get them to share but um (laughs) we certainly can make sure that at least most law firms do the right thing and i think that the, the best thing we can do is just to support each other and to share knowledge and to share experiences and when someone falls on hard times to prop them up
0: so, Anthea, one, one issue obviously is childcare. What role is that playing in terms of a concern for the members in your community? Well, certainly the cost of childcare is, care is prohibitive for
1: many um, working parents to pay for two children to attend full-time daycare. Once you look at the costs, I think many parents stand back and think, well, is it worth it? It's actually cheaper for one of the parents to stay at home and that's why we're losing a large number of um, women professional women to remaining at home because it just does not add up the dollars don't add up Um, not only are they missing out on on career progression um, not only are they um, missing out on getting paid as well but you know what's
0: the point in going back and getting paid terrible money i might as well just stay at home and so on the forum, do people start to, to try and, and, and pull together on this issue? I remember, Terrilee, you mentioning that.
2: Yeah, I've seen
0: I've seen the group actually be very active in this space. So
2: I know one of the members had pulled together a petition basically just to say to the government, we need to think about this differently. Uh, we need to make sure that these highly intelligent women are returning to the workforce if they choose to.
0: Well, we've run out of time. Anthea and Terry, it's been such a pleasure Anthony, I've loved hearing about the community you built from scratch. Truly very impressive and dearly loved hearing your perspective as an enthusiastic user of the group. So thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Changemakers podcast. Until next time.